Hello, world. This is a clip from one of our Patreon-exclusive episodes. If you want to watch the full episode, go to our Patreon. It's linked below. It's patreon.com slash concrete videos. Luke James is one of my best friends since middle school. We started a ad agency together in our early 20s working on ad campaigns and creative campaigns for big national brands, local businesses, uh, celebrities like Hulk Hogan. On this, we talk a lot about the early days, a lot of the things that we're not proud of, things that I'm not proud of, stupid, ignorant shit, drugs, being shitheads in our early 20s, going to Vegas with Hulk Hogan, lots of crazy ass stories. So uh, without further ado, please enjoy this episode with the amazing Luke James. But that's, you know, accessibility makes things not cool. I don't know why I don't like it, though. I mean, I tried to like it. I tried to get into it. Yeah, you got the I, hat. I tried to get some of the hype. I understand that you guys get the dopamine from going on there every every Thursday at 11 a.m. It's, it's like watching Game of Thrones. It's competitive capitalism. Competitive capitalism. Because you're fighting everybody for that one little slot to just buy something, and then that's how they get you addicted. So not only do you get the reward buying something, you get the reward winning over everybody else that didn't mm. get one. It's like, I fucking got one, it's and you didn't get shit. Shit. It's competitive consumerism. Yeah. The capitalism. It's like it's like anti-competitive capitalism. Because they have... They're not really... Com- I mean, are they competing with anybody? Yeah, you're competing. They're, 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 like, I got to get to the website first. And not only am no, I no, going to get to it first. No, no, you are. Because yeah. you're the consumer. But I'm, I'm talking about them. Oh, I mean... Like, who, like who is Supreme? Supreme has no competition. They drop shit and they sell out instantly everything, right? Yeah. They're their own competition. It's all about... Yeah, they're their own Their website is their competition. That shit sucks. It's slow. <laughs> That's well, by design. Yeah. That's what it makes it so... Makes it more exciting. Makes like, it so good. I gotta do it. Ah. Like, I remember people in, like, meetings, like, 11, like, they'd have to push it because they'd just be, like, refreshing trying to get shit. I like it. What uh, meetings? Oh, like, when I worked at places. Oh. It's, like, people in the middle of shit trying to buy Supreme. When you worked at places, people were trying to buy Supreme? Yeah, like, in the middle of a fucking meeting. Like, they're trying <laughs> really? to... Really? Like, yeah. <laughs> they're fucking... They're, like, it's, like, they're, like... Where? When I was at Leo Burnett, like, really? Yeah, like, we're about to, like, present some shit. And there was two dudes next to me that, like, had sh- work to present. And they're just, like, refreshing <laughs> the Supreme thing, trying to get a hat. <laughs> like, Bro, we've been up to, like, fucking 2 a.m. Can we oh sell this fucking work, please? Oh, my God, dude. <laughs> Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. That's insane. It's addicting. I don't think anything on there is that great. I like the hats. Yeah. I'm a fan of the hat. Yeah, the hat you wear is cool looking. I like it. But, like, I don't know. A lot of the stuff is, like, too much. A lot of that stuff is way too much. Like, the chrome heart shit, too. Like, the the jeans with the crosses. <laughs> like, Tifu's jeans? Yeah, dude. What the fuck? This is some whack-ass fucking $10,000 jeans. Well, dude, we're, like, we're the old people now. We don't get the young what the young people are into. Oh, I understand fashion. I get it. It's not. Do you? I pay attention to it. I see what's going on. Don't let the fucking ratty ass old band T-shirt fucking fool you. Like I pay attention to shit. You keep up with it. Yeah, I keep up with it. Just because I don't like something doesn't mean I'm old. It just means I have an opinion about something. Mm -hmm. Hey, convince me otherwise. Like, why are these fucking Wranglers with fucking crosses and rhinestones on them cool? Why do you think? Why do you think he wore those fucking pants? Do you think he actually believes that those are cool? I mean, do you think he actually probably? Do you think he actually thinks? When you wear those fucking big ass, can you pull up a picture of the chrome chrome heart jeans? It's in fucking songs. People rap about it. They're yeah, expensive. Yeah, they're exclusive. It, get rid of all that shit. All of the like the glamour about it and like being quote unquote chrome heart. Do you think that people that wear those actually think they look good? 
that's fashion, though. It's the glamour. It's not about looking good and being comfortable. It's about paying attention to what's happening it's and being a part of it. There they are. Yeah. Those are the jeans he was wearing at Super Bowl. Yeah, those, that looks like the fucking jeans that like Justin Timberlake wore to the fucking VMAs with Britney Spears when they were all denimed out. Those look like the jeans that Shane's grandma wears to church. <laughs> they look like Ed Hardy jeans without fucking rhinestones on them. <laughs> Bro, they look like fucking... They look terrible. They look like some broke-ass Kmart Wranglers that have been fucking in somebody's sock drawer <laughs> for the past 20 years. Somebody pulled them out, slapped some crosses on them, and sold them at a, fr- a flea market. It's so weird that... It's just so fucking weird that people just wear those because of the price tag and because people know that they're expensive. Yeah. It's like wearing an expensive watch. Yeah. It's like wearing a fucking Audemars Piget watch. You're like, oh, yeah, bitch. Yeah, this watch is $100,000. It sells the same time as your fucking watch you got right yeah, there. Yeah, my piece of shit $7 Casio. Time's the same for all of us, no matter how much you pay for it. But we're all paying for it. Yeah, we're paying one way or another. Time's the one thing you ain't getting back, brother. Oh, and we ain't making it out of this life alive. Do you miss working for Leo Burnett? Fuck no, dude. Why not? It sucked. Well, it was awesome while it was going on. But I don't know. That was your dream job. Yeah. When we worked when we worked together in, in Clearwater. Yeah. That was like Mad Men, Leo Burnett working that. in a big building in downtown in downtown Chicago or Big Tobacco. Big Tobacco. That Work, was like your dream. Back working then. on Marlboro. You thought that that was the pinnacle was, of your of existence. That was my existence. That was all I worked for. And yeah, just like any grass is always greener but as soon as you get there you find out it's the same shitty grass that you were looking at just from a different perspective you get there it's great it's cool this is fun this is awesome as everything i ever wanted it to be and then like it becomes normal and then you start to see it for what it is and 70 hours a week that ain't cool it's a lot it's cool if you like it though you burn out super quick like 70 hours a week for like a year and a half i'll catch up to anybody man yeah it ain't worth it. I mean, it's like, it's cool. Like, I'm really grateful that I, like, stepped out and did people, that and people pursued People who don't it. know who, what Leo Burnett is, it's like the biggest, most, like, established, oldest, most elite advertising agency in the country. Yeah, if you've ever seen a commercial, they probably made it. Yeah. They, they, did, they had McDonald's for a super long time. So, like, every McDonald's commercial up until, like, five years ago, they made. They've done all the Marlboro advertising since the 50s. And it's still, and, yeah, it's like... Kraft, Kellogg, uh, Miller, so that's like Coors, uh, what else? Miller High Life, like all those fucking beers. Nintendo was the floor below us. That was sick. But yeah, I mean, I don't know, I'm sure you've experienced it too. Like you get to a certain point with something where you're like striving for and like, if I just get that, that's what I need. And then you get there and it's like, okay, cool, now what? And then you're just like there and you're just like looking and it's like there's still always something more. It's miserable. It was would miserable. You, would you say it was miserable? Yeah, for sure. Like towards the end, I was super. It was super miserable. Really? Yeah. And I did everything I wanted to. What was your favorite? What 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 made you want to be in advertising? Like what was like? Obviously, you're good at design and shit, yeah. and, you, and and you're creative, and you love music, and but why why an ad agency? Advertising is everything. So like, if you think about like a commercial, it's not just like what it looks like. You know, it's like what it looks like. What does it sound like? What is the writing? And it's just like a complete, total creative immersion of a vision for something. And you're selling something, which makes it even more challenging, which is what I like most about it. It's not just like creativity for the sake of like being creative. I was never really good at being creative like that. You know, was, I feel like I need a problem to solve. And advertising is all about solving problems creatively. Like, oh, we need to inform these people about this thing in this way. So you have to take that messaging and then turn it into a commercial. So you're saying that you like the process of trying to sell just as much as you like the process of like creating the art? Yeah, the messaging. It's like propaganda for a product mm. where you almost have to brainwash people into believing that it's good. It's like, you know, go to McDonald's. Oh, my hamburger doesn't look like the picture. <laughs> yeah, no fucking shit. It's an ad, you fucking dumbass. <laughs> what did you expect? <laughs> you think there's fucking food stylists in the back of McDonald's yeah, working but, the drive-thru? but... Before you went to Leo Burnett, we were creating some sick fucking advertising. We were. So my question to you is, what made you want to 
go work for an ad agency when you, we were basically creating like sick ads on our own. We were basically like entrepreneurial creating our right. own. We were on the phone selling shit to Hulk Hogan. Right. But you still, you wanted to go work for an agency. Like what, right. I personally never understood that. So I'd be interested yeah. to hear like your thoughts on, or what you were feeling, what made you want to do that. We are brought to you by Manscaped who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. They obsess over their technology developments to provide you the best tools for your grooming experience. Manscaped is trusted by over 2 million men worldwide. The Lawnmower 3.0 comes inside their brand-new Perfect Package 3.0, which comes with everything you need to keep trimmed, cut free and smelling nice downstairs. I have tried to use regular beard trimmers in the past to cut my cock and balls and I cut the shit out of myself and it was like the Texas Chainsaw Massacre cutting myself with a fucking open tuna can. But this thing doesn't do that because it's got this ceramic blade on it and it feels like butter. Don't make the mistake I did. Don't use the same trimmer on your face that you use on your nasty nutsack. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code CONCRETE at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use the code CONCRETE. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. Honestly, I felt like what we were doing wasn't really mine. I felt like it was you. Mm. Concrete is you. And I was just there helping you realize a vision. And what solidified that and what you know, made me ultimately leave was when we were doing the Hulk Hogan video. Yeah. And at the end, said, produced by Danny Jones. Yeah. Well, originally it said, produced by Danny Jones and Luke James. Yeah. But in front of Hulk Hogan, you said, take your name off. You got to put in your time. Right. So that didn't sit right with me. So I was like, well, I see that he's in this for himself, so I'm going to go out and see what else is up. And so then I went out, saw what else was up, worked at a place in Tampa, got to work on the Florida Lottery. That was cool. So it was, a re- it was a, like a one-time reaction to that moment? No. That wasn't a reaction to that because I didn't like leave until a couple months after that. That was just something that never really sat right with me. Oh, so it was like, so you're saying it was that one moment that you kind of dwelled on and you thought about, and that moment was kind of like a turning point for you. That really hurt my feelings. It really hurt your feelings? Yeah, dude. I thought we were in it together. So that was, you would say that that was like a, a legitimate turning point for you that you like made a decision, like you dwelled on it for a while, obviously. Yeah. And that was the reason you made a decision to go work for ad agencies for just because... Was it because you wanted to lo- like learn more, or was it because you just wanted to get away from what I from from me? I felt like, well, obviously, yeah, I wanted to learn more because, like, yeah, we were doing cool because shit. Obviously, I can obviously, you were resentful about that moment. I could see yeah. how anyone would be resentful. Yeah, that. I yeah, and I also wanted to learn from people that have have done it. You know, it's like, yeah, we could like crank out cool shit like all day up there, mm-hmm. but I feel like I wasn't really learning anymore and i love learning big fan of learning and like trying new things seeing what else is out there so i just wanted to go like work for people that have like been in advertising and done like big campaigns and like have studied advertising writing and studied like positioning and messaging and everything that goes into making a successful ad and yeah see how i could do that to make myself a better creative i feel like i did that i feel like i came back a little bit stronger and sharper than Mm -hmm. i did when i left just kind of like a really long journey coming back to the same place, but mm. I'm grateful for it. Yeah. How did you feel about it when I left? When you left, oh, dude, I was fucking crushed. Yeah. I was fucking crying. Sweet pea. She, I, it was like, you came over early. Yeah. And she was still asleep. I don't know. Publix up, bag she, full of hard drives. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She woke up to me literally on my couch sobbing. Like, didn't know what the fuck to do. I had, like, a Johnson Jewelers commercial due the next fucking day. Yeah. You just dumped all this shit in my lap. I was fucking pissed off. I'm like, what the fuck? How can this cock-sucking motherfucker just drop all this shit when we know we, know we have shit due? Like, how can he not give me a warning? Like, well, the reaction was terrible. I mean, the, the initial reaction was terrible. But, um... But, yeah, I mean, you know, big picture after, like thinking about you know talking to you about it and learning from it i mean obviously it's just it's just a learning it's just growth it's just like being yeah. young and stupid and making mistakes yeah you know everyone everyone is selfish sometimes everyone everybody's selfish you know some people more than others but you gotta trip and fall on your face and get up from it and learn from it until, yeah if you're gonna 
get better. So, but yeah, it was devastating. It was fucked up. We didn't talk. Me and you didn't. People, me and this guy didn't fucking talk for like five years. That was a while. Five years. Yeah. And me and Shane would, it was like an ongoing joke with me and Shane for the whole five years. <laughs> me and Shane still talked every day. And we'd always make jokes about you. I'm like, hey, you wonder if you think Luke would want to go with us here? I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> let's hit up Luke. We would still like, the way me and you talked, me and you and Shane talk every day on the group chat, that was consistent through that whole hiatus. It was just like, you're just <laughs> making fun of me we without being there. We were making fun of you <laughs> without being there. Well, Except we, know weren't, still we weren't really making fun of you. We were kind of like, like full circle making fun of me right because we know that i was the reason that you weren't you didn't fuck with it, both of us yeah that's <laughs> so, how you know it's like some real hatred it's like so i don't I, fuck I with like, either <laughs> of you I, like you're I, I ain't fucking with you either yeah your proximity <laughs> is unfuckwithable i can't go over there oh bro as shane would call me every time he saw you he was like bro i was at the fucking uh what's the bar with the finger in front of it Downtown with the finger that points down to the door. Oh, the Benz. The Benz. I was at the Benz. I saw Luke. Luke's dirty emotion. I made eye contact with the Lukester. We said hi. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. No, yeah, it was a it was a hilarious daily ongoing inside joke with me, Shane, and Sweet Pea for five years. Yeah, I'm glad we patched and it Sweet over. Pea knew why. I mean, Sweet Pea knew why more than anybody because she knows me better than anybody. Yeah, she knows how she, difficult she knows you can exactly be. Exactly how I am. She knows exactly how you know selfish I was. Yeah, I still am probably, but more so back then. You're better. But, um, I noticed it. I recognized it. Yeah. And, uh, dude, I mean, that was, give me some credit. That was a high pressure situation. You handled it. No, no, no. The Hulk well. Hogan situation. When Hulk Hogan was standing over our shoulders and oh. we were like, who do, whose name do we put? And I'm like, huh? Da, 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 they were da, both da. there. <laughs> they were there. The but graphic was the, made. The like, reason, the reason. It only has one name at the end of the Hulk video. called me beforehand and he was like, bro. How can we have two fucking names directed by at the end? Don't put this on fucking Hulk. We, we can only have two don't names. Don't put this on Hulk. I don't buy that so for a I goddamn had, second. I had Hulk with his fucking thumb on my head, and I had you with your fucking I'm boot. I'm about to leave again. Your boot on my throat, <laughs> and I had to make a decision in the moment, and I made the coward decision. Mm -hmm. I'll admit to it. I don't know if I believe that, but it's a good story. It's true. It is true. It is true about, about Hulk. He made a comment about the two names being on it, and you know when he questioned. I mean, obviously, if he did, if the same thing happened now, and anybody questioned me like that, I would obviously take your side over anybody because yeah. I, because I realize now I'm not anything. Nothing means anything without the fucking people that I'm surrounded with. Because yeah, what the fuck am I gonna sit here and talk like, to it, like a podcast? Like the podcast. Ninety five percent of the reason anybody watches any of these videos is because of the people I bring on. Right. Not but because of me. They don't like your, watching me. This is your turn to sh your time to shine, though. Yeah. Well. Anyways, I've realized that the talent around me is the reason that I'm able to do anything. Yeah. So it's good to realize that because the, you know, as you realize that, like, you can <clears throat> stop using people to like obtain things, but you can start like collaborating with people and bringing people up with you and like really connecting with people when you're not, you don't have some like outside interest in like using their skills for something like somebody sitting here like you're genu genuinely interested in the people sitting here you're right. not just using them for what they may or may not do for you like this is just what you do yeah now like you actually have like a an interest in person i think the podcast has helped you grow like you're still a fucking idiot for yeah, sure 100 totally. percent. but you know i feel like you've gone more empathetic since you started this and since like we since i went from not talking to you to talking to you Something happened in there where it was just like, oh, maybe I should figure out how to not be such an asshole all the time. Yeah. Well, this thing is definitely hard as fuck to do. Like, this is like, this is nothing like anything that we used to do together. This like, podcast? It's, it's nothing like doing commercials. It's nothing like. Oh, no. Those commercials that I've been sending you guys lately, that the ads <laughs> that I've been doing in the podcast. Those are so much fun for me to do. Yeah. Because it's actually like I get to like make a video again. You get to create. I get to create something with music and that that's fucking edited. Like this is kind of like I don't get to do any of that with this. I just it, it's all done right here. It's all just mm -hmm. like this exercise. It's like going to the gym. Yeah. Like going to the gym. Like you don't fucking want to do it. You don't want to wake up early as fuck and go to the gym and run on the treadmill and do your workouts and sit in the sauna, whatever you do. Right. It's like that's how I feel about this still even after this is only like the 110th time I've done it, but it's like, 
it's a difficult exercise. It's like a it's like a it's like a game of ping pong. Like you gotta it's like going back and forth, keep the ball fucking going before you fumble it and, and make sure that you can talk and, and and I was thinking about it on the way here, like doing these things, the hardest thing in the beginning was like thinking about when I'm creating like when we're creating commercials or mini documentaries or whatever, like deckhands, you're thinking about the overall finished product. Mm. You're thinking about you're thinking about it from like a twenty thousand foot view of it. That's how I think about these sometimes, and it fucks up the whole thing. It fucks up the podcasts because mm. I'm thinking about like the final product, how it's going to be, what I'm going to talk about, like talking, whatever it might be. You're not in the moment. But the best, the best way to do this thing is to like just submerse yourself in the moment of it mm. and not think about the final product. But it's a hard thing to do. It's really fucking difficult to do for me, at least. I don't know if it is for everybody but you got to remove yourself from the outcome and just enjoy the process of it yeah and it's like you're learning how to have a conversation every time you sit down and the biggest thing that because i'm nervous as fuck being here too because it's like i'm at home alone all day by myself and like not really talking like we text and like i'll like call my mom but like i don't have very much interaction with people so like relearning how to talk this is the most talking i've done in probably like a year <laughs> honestly and like there's a very clear difference between the way that you're talking and the way that i'm talking and it, you can tell that you talk a lot more than i do and you've definitely gotten better at that and i think one thing that also helped you get better too is you've gotten better at listening and shutting up mm. yeah and letting people be themselves and giving them the microphone and like knowing when to back out yeah well i don't think i've ever been that good at talking i mean if i've gotten this has definitely made me better at talking I feel like before I was just more of like a stuttering moron. Now I just have a little bit more knowledge. The stutter still comes through a the little bit. The stutter still comes through. The moron is getting pushed to the background. Dude, but I mean, yeah, there's all still there. in the brain is the funniest fucking thing. That is you and Shane. Ever. That is 100%. Like the most accurate thing <laughs> ever. Except I'm not that angry. My head's not that big. Uh, but I mean, it's, I get it. It's exaggerated. So it's fucking so yeah. funny. It's so. And he's funny. always got some crazy idea. <laughs> You've always got some crazy idea like this, and then Shane's just there fucking milligrammed out of his fucking gourd, <laughs> drooling on himself, like, huh? What? Where's the port set? <laughs> oh, my God, dude. That would be the funniest fucking shirt or something. That would be so good. I'd have to do it. That fucking photo of him cruising down the PCH. He's getting it. He's joining Sons of Anarchy, That's right? the first time he's been to California. Good for him. What are they I, doing out I'm there? I'm really liking his whole, like, transition into like his biker look I think, it, I think it's better than like the ghetto white boy look how far do you think he's gonna go with it i don't know do you think he's gonna end up in like leather and chaps no i don't know i think he'll i think he'll like the farthest he'll go is like to looking like jacks from sons of anarchy maybe yeah he did have the flannel on today i saw that in the rear view yeah. mirror yeah he had a, well you can see his sleeve yeah he did the flannel that, i think that was the exact one that jacks wears he came over to Jab, my dad's house the other day, and he was wearing the flannel. I think he stopped yourself from saying Jab. <laughs> no, jab. <laughs> well, we call him so many different things. Like, me and Shane call him Rock Hopper. You call him, a lot of people call him Jab. Get that Jab. Get that Jab, boy. But uh, he came over wearing fucking Harley boots, jeans, the flannel, the hair slicked back. Mm. He looked like a completely different dude. Sweet Pea was like, damn. Damn. Like, whoa, easy, Sweet Pea. Cool it. Are you going to ride? I mean, I do. I think it's cool. I mean, I, I would like to be able to do it, but I don't know. I, I just feel like it's so fucking dangerous. The like, mentality of ride like everybody's going to hit you, that's not enjoyable. That's what they tell you in the school. Like, every car that you see, like, pretend they're going to hit you. They say that in the school? Yeah. So you're, like, super cautious. Did you and go like, through it? Yeah. I had my license for a little bit. I really? lost it. Yeah, I got, when I transferred my license to Illinois... I failed the motorcycle test like eight times, and they're like, well, you're clearly not going to pass this, so I just, I lost it. No fucking way. Whatever. Yeah, no, I don't know. I like the idea of it. I mean, I like the idea of being able to hop on a Harley and and cruise. I mean, it sounds cool. Like, I would love to be able to pull up the fucking podcast on a Harley. And Yeah. But it's just fucking, da- I mean, it's But that's like, it. Like, where do you go beyond that's that? That's it. That's it. That's you're really just going to go like a quarter mile that's- and like, wham, wham. Yeah, that's really right. it. I mean, it's that's a cool. Tight. I mean, it, it would be a cool hobby, like to get into. Like, it would be an extra, like, like you, like, getting a beat pad and and downloading, uh, Fruity Loops and yeah, it's just something to FL do. Studio and trying to learn something new. I mean, it would be, it would be a cool thing to like. I would like to like customize a bike and have it and just like cruise it just for, 
you know, just a weekend warrior. Once a month, just like cruise it down the beach or go somewhere and and do that. But it's just I don't have room for it in my life right now. Yeah, you're already doing so much. Like, what else? What else are you gonna do? Yeah, I have a kid and like you get wanna... a pool. I'm getting a pool. It's that's enough. Pool I, season, can bro. I, just, can I enjoy my pool before yeah. I'd, I'd buy a fucking Harley. And that's enough. Do all that. Yeah. Because I don't. I don't just want to. Like, if I bought one, I wouldn't just want to buy one. I would want to like customize and make it look sick. I would want to make it like the Undertaker Harley. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'd want to make so it like look really super sick. sick. Yeah. I'd want to go all out, just like I'm doing with this pool, which is bankrupting me. Well, I mean, but it's a pool. It's something you get to look at and enjoy every single day. It's, like, it's my own little personal tropical paradise in my backyard. I get to come home to every day. What are you gonna go halfway on a pool? <laughs> Huh? Like, what are you gonna, like, no, hell no. You know? No, bro. You just get like pool? the above ground with the liner. Like, yeah, it's <gasps> pool. It's water in my backyard. <laughs> bro, the worst thing about the fucking pool is that you're already spending X amount of dollars to do the pool itself. And you're getting like the big pool. You're six feet deep. You know, a certain size. You're at like 50 grand for just the pool. And like, oh, do you want the water fountain? They're only seventeen hundred bucks each. The little fucking water fountain. That point, cheap. fuck it. What's an extra four what's, grand? What's that? Fuck it. Oh, okay. Well, we'll do that. Three weeks later, they're oh, they're by the way, by the way, I mean, you might just want to like pave, do pavers on the inside of the patio also that match the rest of the really tie it all because together. I mean, you're gonna have a step down, and it's gonna be fucking awkward. And who wants that? Who the fuck wants that? So you might as well. I mean, okay, what's the price on the pavers? Five grand. Like, oh, let me talk to the wife. Yes, we want it. We're getting, Obviously. We're, we're throwing in an extra five grand for the pavers. We're getting the pavers. So now we're like, we're up an extra 15000 over budget, and we're and we're doing the whole goddamn thing. And and the problem is, like, you can justify it. We're like, oh, yeah, it's, it's, I'm putting it into my house. I'm going to get my money back. It's I mean, it's an investment. That's but the not. story you tell yourself. It's not. To convince yourself it's, that it's fine. The pool, the reality is, in this area, the value of a pool, if you have the same exact house without a pool, with a pool, it's only about 30000 bucks extra. So whatever you spend on a pool, thirty grand, you'll get back. Mm. Whatever, above above 30000 whatever you spend above thirty on a pool is basically just lighting on fire. Mm. Are you within that scale of fuckery? I'm, I am... The pool is, I'm already about $60,000. Holy fuck, bro. <laughs> what are you filling that thing with? <laughs> so 30, I'm lighting on fire, basically. God damn. But well, fuck it, dude. I can't wait to come over. <laughs> Everything can't be objective, analytical. No. Sometimes you just gotta. Sometimes you gotta do shit emotional. Pure enjoyment. Yeah. What's wrong with that? YOLO, bro. YOLO it. Fuck it. I'm in my early 30s. I want to enjoy life now. Yeah, what are you going to do? Wait to enjoy it? Like, when you can hardly fucking walk? Yeah, at least I don't have any student debt. Hell yeah. You don't have any, right? Hell no. Good. Nope. Almost every guy I have on here that's, like, a filmmaker went to full sale. I've had, like, four people on here that went to full sale, and they all say they owe, like, 50, 60 grand back. Yep, people that go to Ringling, fucking 100 grand easy in debt. Is it the Sarasota College? Yeah. I got none. I had, my parents had Florida prepaid. My favorite, I had that too. And then I had Bright Futures. So I actually got... I didn't have that. I got paid when I went to college, and I just spent all, like... I'd get money back. So I'd get, like, a couple hundred dollars a semester for, like, whatever. And I just, like, spent it on guitar gear. Really? Mm-hmm. Like That's bought, pretty sick. Bought amps, guitars. Cool I mean, shit. I had a, I had prepaid, Florida prepaid, but... I got the... I, uh, I did the thing where you, like, get the money... Like, I didn't go to college, so I just got... The refund from the state, yeah, but it's only like twenty percent of what they originally put into it. Fuck it, you don't have debt, and that's the most valuable thing you can have going into any career. Yeah, because it didn't like force you to do something that you didn't want. It you know helped you start all this shit. Yeah, well, I also didn't go into anything with debt. Like I didn't, I didn't like create like a business that is based on money owed back. Like I, I started everything from money in like like right let's make money before we spend it let's not borrow a bunch of money and get investors and 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 pay ourselves before we're actually making money right and that's the thing about like this kind of work it's like it's very little overhead yeah. for like making content and like being creative yeah so a lot of it is just like fucking off the top mm-hmm. which i really appreciate yeah we're rare we're rare down here in florida kid it's not like California up north in Silicon Valley where Hell everything is no. basically just going to going to a lunch or a dinner and raising a couple million for your idea. <sighs> Fuck that. Yeah, when we moved here from Chicago, Sam kept her job. She got a fucking raise because of the taxes. 
We're so different between here oh and Oh, my God, So really? she got, like, a couple extra hundred bucks a month. Really? Yeah, taxes are crazy up in Chicago. Really? Oh, yeah. Are they as bad as California? Never been. I mean, do I don't you, know. I don't know what, I don't know what, like, the numbers are as far as, like, um, it's like thirteen dollars for a pack of, of cigarettes. Ta- like, which part right. of the- that's that's my gauge for things like how much Some is a pack, pack of, of cigarettes? cigarettes? <laughs> a pack of cigarettes in Chicago is like thirteen dollars. That's a lot. When's the last time you bought a pack of cigarettes? Uh, I don't think I've bought a pack of years. cigarettes. Years. I have no idea what a pack of cigarettes costs. Years. I just bum them off people when I smoke. Them. <laughs> just bum Newports off. Bum Newports off Shane whenever I smoke cigarettes. Yeah. <laughs> Bro, smoking cigarettes is underrated. What do you mean? <laughs> People like to hate on smoking cigarettes. Cigarettes suck. Cigarettes suck because... And I worked for fucking Marlboro. I know you worked for Marlboro with Leo Burnett. You did a whole like ad campaign for them, right? Yeah. You designed... What did you do for them? Uh, the displays behind the counter at, like, the, at the convenience store when you go. Like, you know where all the cigarettes are? Yeah. So like, you know how they have like, the big banner up top? It's like, Marlboro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I designed two of those that went nationwide. That's fucking sick. And like all like the fucking signage for every convenience store in the country. Have you ever, did you ever go into a store and see one of your designs? Oh, yeah. That's fucking sick. Yeah, I remember I came home one time and went to the corner store and I got a picture of me behind uh, the counter. Really? Yeah. Hell yes. Hitting it like that. But yeah. Cigarettes suck. Cigarettes are underrated though. Because they brainwash you, dude. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get all that. But having a cigarette every once in a while is nice. Yeah. Can you agree with that? I can agree on a cigar. What about a cigarette? No. No? No. Because it's like the Larry David thing. You smoke a cigarette different than you smoke a cigar. And you're smoking a cigarette, you're like, ah. You know, it's like, it's like a thing. You no, know? It's like like, a, there's like a thing to it. Like, <sighs> you take a, like, big, a big fucking hit of a cigarette, you inhale it, and it uh, gives you a little bit of a head rush, and you get like energy from it. It gives you like, it gets the neurons fired up in your head. <laughs> like, when I smoke a cigarette, before, when Shane comes over... That's just the oxygen cutting off, and you're fucking getting lightheaded in that big-ass fucking dome. <laughs> That's what that is. No, bro. I'm telling you, when Shane comes over and I, and I smoke one of his Newports, before we, do, before we do some of like the crazy podcasts, I'll feel like more just dialed in and laser-focused when after I smoke a cigarette. Mm. Something about the, the nicotine. I don't know if it's the nicotine. I don't know what the chemicals or the sciences of it. But something about it just like really gets me fucking on fire. Just one. All I need is one. You should start smoking more. One. No, I mean, you don't need to start smoking. You don't need to. I mean, if you go and buy a pack of cigarettes, you've gone too far. But it's okay to bum them. It's okay to have a cigarette on occasion. Like, if you go out to a bar. So you're, you're saying if you, like, you get it from somebody, it doesn't count. Exactly. But, like, where does that line stop? Oh, I don't have the bag on me, but I'm going to just go do a couple bumps. <laughs> that gives me a lot of energy, too. Oh, it's not. Ooh. These aren't my pills. I yeah. just took one from my friend. It is about the same. It's a, yeah, yeah. You could say it's the same thing. Like you're you're not buying you're not buying this shit. I didn't spend any money on it. Yeah, you didn't spend any money on it. But you, I didn't you buy just this. benefited from it. But I could say like doing a couple bumps when you're drunk is beneficial. If you gotta if you gotta drive home and, and you're wasted, you gotta do a couple bumps to get you home. <laughs> What's the what's the harm in that? Where's the harm? Where's in the little, harm in that? Cocaine. <laughs> I mean, you're not doing it every day. You're not abusing it. You're not a cokehead. I'm not buying it. Yeah, you're not buying it. I'm not holding it. You're not holding it. You're not selling it. You're not whatever. I mean, I think cocaine should be illegal. I mean, legal. Cocaine should be legal. Why do you think it should be legal? Because if it was legal, it'd be safer. If it was regulated by the fucking FDA and the government said, "Hey, you want to buy cocaine? Yeah, you can go. You can. Do you know you can get prescribed cocaine?" I learned that on a podcast. Cool. You can get prescribed cocaine legally. Where? Anywhere. Like it's a it's in- a there's the, there's a medical condition. I forget what the fuck it is right now. Maybe you can look it up, producer. There's a way you can go to the doctor, and if you have a certain <laughs> medical condition, you can get prescribed co- cocaine. I was listening to a podcast. I have anxiety. Does that does that work? Like with a weed card? Uh, Hamilton Pharmaceutical. You know Hamilton, who has the show about doing drugs. Yeah, he said it. He said that he met a guy. Well, Hamilton said it. Yeah. He's kind of the He's authority. He's the drug god. He's the drug lord. He's the drug lord. He's the drug overlord. Yeah. <laughs> but no, no, no. If, if, if cocaine was regulated and it was safe and it wasn't cut by some fuck lord in, his, in, in a trap house, cutting it with fucking borax, and it was actually safe to use under certain circumstances... Like a cocaine bar? Not recreational. <laughs> recreational? What are we talking about? Like a hookah bar? And there was a limit. If you're fucked up, I mean, it'll blow your mind the amount of people that 
sweet pea knows and her cousins know that are like in their 20s that do cocaine every night of the week. It blows my mind. Everybody does coke. It's insane. Still, like, even I never people realized my parents' it. age are n- still doing it. I never realized why, it. Why do you need to be 60 years old doing coke? <laughs> You're going to a fucking death wish, bro. <laughs> Dude, I never realized how many people did it. Yeah, it's, it's everywhere. It's fucking insane. Yeah. It really blows your mind when you go out somewhere casually and you just see people like doing coke, or you like see people in the bathroom. You see a baggie somewhere, or you see like somebody in the bathroom. You're just casually going to the bathroom, and you hear somebody in the stall doing. Yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, why does this surprise me so much? Mm. Yeah, we're the weird ones because we don't do it anymore. Right, we don't do it anymore. Yeah, but it's it's so surprising. Like, but when we did it, or when I used to do it, like back in the day when we were younger, and we'd go into a fucking bu- uh, bathroom stall and sneak a couple bumps in, I always thought like we were fucking breaking some crazy law or we were being so deceptive but now i go to a bar and people don't even give a fuck no they do it right out in the open in line to go to the bathroom <laughs> yeah you don't even need a stall anymore it's just a little uh, whatever so what i'm saying is like if it was if it was legal and all of the shit was it was safer and not cut with like really dangerous things and you know it was regulated like if you didn't have to go to it a was drug taxed dealer, and regulated it was taxed and regulated maybe <laughs> Your doctor only gives you uh, an eight ball a month, and you got like, eight okay, ball. A month. I got to conserve this eight ball for the month. Can that ain't that? happening, boy. <laughs> I tell you that much. That eight ball ain't lasting the whole day. Part. That's the po- that's the problem with it. That's yeah. the problem. Once you start, you can't stop. Mm-mm. Was it once too many? Once too many, and a mil- and a thousand ain't enough. <laughs> million, boy. <laughs> a million ain't enough. That's a fact, dude. I don't understand how so many people like the guy fucking Billy Corbin I interview. The old school people who like. From Hollywood, these movie producers, people who make all these famous documentaries, they claim they never done cocaine. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, there are people out there, but I feel like I don't too, believe them. A lot of people just aren't coming to terms with the truth of their past addictions, or maybe they're still doing it. And they're just like, "Oh no, I don't do that." Yeah. Like, how are you going to be around all that and like do the f- film and like not be a part of it? And, like, like, don't you want to see what all the fuss is about? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> don't. You don't need that. <laughs> you made the Cocaine Cowboys documentary, the one of the most famous cocaine r- real life documentaries in the history of the world. And you're world. connected with like the sweetest. You live of, in Miami. The best cocaine in the world is just like coming to you, and you're like, you're you meeting know all the people that have the connections. Than anybody. But never had the interest to just give it a whirl. That's some willpower, if that's true. That's some willpower. Or it's some shitty lying. What do you think? Do you think he was lying? Yeah, I do. You don't believe him? I don't believe him. I feel like I, you I can see he, through people. I feel like once yeah. you do drugs and like you talk to people I about th- doing drugs, you can see it. I think when the, you make eye contact with somebody, like you can tell if they've like been in it. It's weird because everyone likes to talk. Like no one has shame in talking about doing any other kind of drugs, like like smoking pot, taking mushrooms, doing acid, those kind of drugs, like the psychedelic drugs. Yeah. But when it comes to uppers, nobody, it's like they avoid it like the plague. Mm. Nobody wants to admit to taking them. Why do you think that is? I don't know why that is. But nobody wants to admit to ever trying cocaine. I think it's just got such like a... a stigma to it. Yeah. Why? It's just the the way that it's talked about in the news and the way people It's not in discuss. the news? Yeah, like, well, I mean, like, how, like, you like hear about it. Like, whenever people talk about it, it's like cocaine is, like, this, like, awful thing and, like... The drugs led to murder, and then the it, like it is kind of like a gross thing. The yeah, fact that you snort it is kind of gross. Yeah, I don't know. It was fun snorting, is but I'm really sick. grateful I don't do it anymore. Like, <laughs> grateful I did it. Cool. Saw like, what that was all about. But, like, like the, I think it's cool that like we got out of our system early. Yeah, you know what I mean. Some people are nerds and they don't get exposed to it later and until like later in life. Yeah, like in their 30s or 40s, they try for the first time. And you got so much to ruin at that if point. If you're trying it that late, you're a fucking loser. Yeah. But if you if you tried it and got it out of your system in your early 20s, mid-20s, then that's, I feel like that's fine. I feel like that's normal. I feel like the people that try it in their 30s are the people that, like, end up, like, it really hits you hard. Yeah. Like, you're like, wow, I've been sleeping on this for way too long. Yes. Better make up for lost time. Yes. And then, like, you just lose your entire life completely. Yeah. Instead, you know, we almost had some near-death experiences in our 20s from doing too much cocaine. Yeah. We learned our lesson. We live. We went through the real world. We ain't no Michael Rappaport's over here. No, we're, we're living. <laughs> we're living. We're Fuck at, yeah, we're brother! Doing it, man. But 
about like legalizing shit. Like when I got my card in Illinois, like a couple months later, I guess ketamine became legal. And like, get your ketamine card today. And you Wait, could, what the fuck is ketamine actually? I have no idea what it actually is, but it's just like a similar kind of like stimulant that just gets you super fucked up. Apparently, it's a horse tranquilizer. I think is it the shit people talk about? No, 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 no. That's spice. I'm thinking of spice. In prison, people smoke spice. Have you ever heard of the stories about that? Uh-uh. Okay. Yeah, I don't Never mind. It's, it's, it's spice is the fake weed, right? It's fake weed, yeah. They smoke it in prison, and they're like, they, like, start having seizures after they smoke it, and oh. they, like, freak out. I have no idea what ketamine is. Ketamine is. Not prepared to go in-depth with it, but, I mean, it's just, like, I think at some point everything will be, like, legal to some extent, or, like, decriminalized. Have you ever tried smoking crack? No. <laughs> I got offered crack once. Really? I had a photography job that I went and, like, took pictures with this guy and his fucking family. He picked me up. Should have been a huge red flag right here. 8 a.m. <laughs> oh, you told me this. <laughs> I told you this before. <laughs> fucking dude picks me up in, like, this fucking beater-ass Astro van, 8 in the morning, in Chicago, standing on the side of the street. Like, him, his family's in the back. I get in the front seat. There's a cooler in the middle. He cracks a beer on the seat belt that he's not wearing and gives it to me. <laughs> so we just start drinking on the way to the thing. And, like, we just keep drinking all day and take some pictures. Yeah, cool, whatever. Get lunch. Go home. And then, like, he's like, all right, I'm going to take him home. And so we go out to the car, and then there's this homeless guy that lives on the block, too. He gets in the car. Like, okay, this is cool. I guess, like, oh, yeah, he's got Random a random homeless guy. <laughs> I guess he's, like, his crack buddy. <laughs> like, whenever he wants to go smoke crack, I guess you don't want to smoke crack I alone. I smoke it in the morning. This was in the afternoon. This oh, is the early afternoon. The so he drives me home, stops at the bank, gives me money, and he gives me the money. And he goes, so me and my guy back here, we're going to go smoke some crack. You can uh, keep this money, or we can go spend it on some crack and smoke it together. And, like, I think I'm going to go home. And take my money. I really appreciate this. You guys uh, enjoy the afternoon. <laughs> oh, my God. That's a great fucking story. One of the many twists in and Chicago. turns in Chicago. That's Just the best. I've never family photography night. I've never been offered. But I always thought that I would want to try it before I go, before I die. I want to know what it's like. You know, all the jokes and all the stand-up, all the Dave Chappelle that I've watched. Like, I want to know what the fuss is all it's about. It's not going to end well. No. There's never a story like no, it never he smoked well. crack and then he really turned his life around. No, it's, just, it's usually it's, like it's gotta be doing just like it's gotta be just like doing a lot too much coke. Maybe it's gotta be the same. It's the same thing chemically, right? Just it's gotta fuck. be different. It's gotta be different. There's no way like, they say it just hits way harder and yeah. it wears off way quicker. <clears throat> that sounds terrible because sounds coke awful. already doesn't even last long. Exactly. exactly. Like, why would I want this to be like even <laughs> more like? Like, gotcha. Gotcha, bitch. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah, you're right. That's now you need point. more. You Don't smoke crack. That's a good point. I'm not going to smoke it. Don't smoke crack. <laughs> don't smoke crack, people. Smoke cigarettes. Cigarette. One cigarette. One cigarette. Every once in a while. Occasionally. Enjoy don't, a cigarette. Don't smoke it. Don't buy a pack of cigarettes. Yeah. Okay? If you see some fucking loser who bought a pack of cigarettes, you can bum one of his cigarettes. Yeah. Without, but first. That's sure a good start. Criticize them for buying the pack, but then take one. Yeah. <laughs> and no, smoke no, no. It. Take one first. Then criticize them because if you make fun of them as you're smoking it, yes, yes. So that way, like you're on their level. So it's like, hey, I understand what you're going through because I'm smoking too, bro. Watching Mad Men made me want to smoke cigarettes. Watching people smoke cigarettes makes me want to smoke cigarettes. Can you relate? I mean, it's just all the trigger. Like it's again, it's just like the habit. You see people smoking and you see people enjoying it. Like it triggers that thing in your brain. It's like, oh yeah. I do like smoking cigarettes, or oh yeah, I do like drinking, or oh yeah. yeah, I do like fucking doing drugs. Like whenever you see people doing it in movies, it triggers it in you. This is my first drink in like a month, and I haven't smoked weed in like three weeks. Damn. Any reason in particular? Yeah, I had a uh, like a panic attack three weeks ago. <laughs> I I smoked too much. And I took a fucking edible, mm. and I was like, I had I was in bed having like a fucking panic attack, and it was the worst <laughs> thing ever. I'm glad you made it through. Went too far on the edible, bro. I don't fuck with the edibles. Went way too far. I've never been that fucking disturbed. Did you almost go to the hospital? No. No, I just sweated it out. I sweated out, and I was like, I'm fucking done with weed for a while. Just wrote it out. I'm a lightweight when it comes to that shit. I feel like you never learn your lesson, though. No. You always fall off a cliff eventually later. You you learn your lesson for a couple months, and then eventually you'll, you'll fuck up again. That's your style, though, like too much all at once. Yeah. There's no, style. there's nothing in the middle, bro. You're either like. All gas, no brakes. You're a fucking all gas. <laughs> you're the same way. 
I've toned it down a little You're the bit. Same fucking way, <laughs> I've bro. Toned it down a You're little. all or nothing. Yeah, I can handle it a little bit better <laughs> though. <laughs> I can ride it out. <laughs> Just get a little quiet. Yeah, we have addictive personalities. Yep. Yeah, we do. Fuck it. I think oh, that's well. that's like a part of being like like a hyper creative person too is just like I don't know it's like something to help like calm the chatter and like th- the overthinking of everything and overanalyzing. Yeah, yeah, the overanalyzing is a fucking problem, dude. Yeah, big problem. Cause you think way too much about nothing, and then it gets in your way. <sighs> and you think the weed helps with that, but it just makes it worse. Honestly, yeah, because then it like really makes you think about it, and then you go like. Start really going inside and seeing those things. And Which is, the, I mean, that, that's the that's the biggest thing about the biggest difference between shit like coke and weed is because when you do coke, you don't really get anything from it when you're done. If you smoke, if you get really high, at least you kind of like you take something from it. You're like, oh wow, I realized this, or like I thought about that, and you can remember it after, and you're like, oh that that actually made sense that I thought about that because that's like an actual problem. Yeah, you know what I mean? It's like pulling weeds, kind of. Yeah, but with fucking doing shit like coke you don't really get anything from that you're just like i fucking wish I ne- i'm never doing that again like you're like, just stamping in the garden yeah not pulling the weeds you're all you're doing fun. is fucking stealing all of the dopamine from the next week yeah right now fucked it's the worst i know a lot of people who are very successful and function off it every single day yeah it becomes habitual it's like caffeine for them you know yeah. it's like they need it to to function after a while like your body gets used to it and it's like a part of your body's chemical balance I wonder if it's a. Do you think it's a? I mean, do you think normal people know as many people like know the amount of people in their circle that like regularly do that shit? Or do you think it's just because of the area we live in? Maybe it's everywhere. You think? Yeah. I've lived other other places and I've seen just as much cocaine use. Shit, I I saw people in fucking like meeting rooms, like like. You know, like, every Friday, hey, let's party, cool, everybody starts drinking or whatever, like, people duck off to, like, a backboard room and fucking... Really? Hit a couple bumps. Yeah. I don't know, I, I don't know, because I've never left this town. It's the creative center of the universe, it bro. Is the you got center. no reason to leave. Seminole is the creative center. I'm, like, the only person, me and Amato, no, no, Amato even fucking he left. left. Amato left. Amato I left. never left Seminole, bro. I came back. You did. Twice. When are you leaving next? I think I'm here. You think you're here? I'm here. I'm in it. It's a great base. I like it here, bro. Like, it's a great base. I mean, I mean, you could travel anywhere around the world, but like living here and having like this area. I mean, now we can. It's easy to say I told you so now because everybody's moving to Florida right now. Yeah, because of the fucking pandemic. But yeah, because it's like everything's open. Right, and it's like, n- like like nothing's even happening. And now everyone uses excuses like, "Oh, it's better because it's open." But oh, the taxes also, are better. The taxes are better and all that. But <clears throat> now they use that as excuses. But the only people who really benefit from that are people like Tony Robbins, who have like an insane amount of money. Who save Tony Robbins probably saves like. Hundred million dollars a year by living in Florida instead of California, right? But, but this part, bro, this part of Florida is really great. I'm a fan. It always it sucks you back, and it's like you know, been around, go places, you see shit, but like, home is home, and this is a good place to be. And it doesn't matter, like, after seeing what I've seen and like the places I've like gone and worked and shit, it's like. You can do anything from anywhere with the right attitude. Like, you don't need to be somewhere physically to do something cool. You just got to be no. in a good place mentally and, like, have the right attitude and, like, want to do the work. And you can do shit from fucking anywhere. Nobody's going to an office anymore. It doesn't matter. You don't need to be in a yeah. fucking city anymore. That's why I feel bad for people like Mark. Why is that? Because, like, I mean, people like me and you and Danielle, we're just like, we don't have, we, like, yeah, we don't have to go to a fucking office anymore. We can work from home. We like working from home. Like subcontractors, people who do creative work, people who do whatever, employees of creative companies, they get to like, they love working from home and they hate the fact they have to go to an office. But I also sympathize with people like Mark because they, they like, they, Mark created that big ass office downtown, the great, beautiful place. And he was like, it gave him life to see employees go in there every day. And it gave, that was literally like his oxygen. Yeah. And now it's like left. It's just like a and rug. People don't want to go there, bro. People do not want to go in there. No. And I feel bad for people like him because I can relate to him as much as I can relate to people like, you know, 
myself, you, and Danielle. You know what I mean? So it's it's weird. It's a weird. It's a weird thing. I don't know. I don't know. I feel bad because I think there's something to like going into an office. I do miss the like even though I'm connection. Never, yeah, with people and like as much as like I used to fucking hate the like. Hey, how's your morning going? Oh, hey, what's up? It's like, motherfucker, we just talked like six hours ago. It's you like, it's so funny. give me a minute. <laughs> when Danielle first met you, she called me or she texted me right after the time she first met you. She goes, why the fuck are you and Luke? Like, why do you guys act like the same person? <laughs> you guys have like the same demeanor <laughs> and the same like shitty, sarcastic tone. We spent a lot of time together. <laughs> we spent way too much time together. It was so fucking funny, bro. That rules. That was great. That was a funny ass thing to like read to to hear her like make that connection. Because like I felt like when I would go to the, I would go into the office every, like prior to like us linking back up, I would go into the Hoth maybe a day a week, two days a week. Whenever they had free lunch. Whenever they had free lunch. Fridays. Fr- free lunch Friday. I would go in. And even though I went there one day a week, I felt like that. Like how you described. Like I'd walk in there. I'd be like, of course, I would stroll in at 11 o'clock. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone else has been there since 8. And I'd be walking in and seeing everybody like in their little cubicles, doing their own thing, like in their own little worlds with their dogs and their cats and their Whatever the fuck they have. Their flair. And I'm just like, I don't fucking want to even make eye contact with anybody. You know what I mean? I don't want to fucking be here. It's just not me. Blinders. But at the same time, there's like a huge benefit. It's like doing this. Like walking into that studio is the same thing for me. Walking into that office and passing all those employees and saying hi to people is the same thing for me as sitting down here and having like a four-hour conversation with somebody I don't know. Yeah. It's like the same uncomfortable thing, feeling, where like I don't like it, I'm uncomfortable with it, I, I don't want to do it, it but sha- I get something from it. It shakes you up a little bit, and I think the thing that you miss about it now, it's like, it's really great to like have the option to hate something when it's just pushed in front of you. It's like, yes. here's this thing, I don't like this thing, but it's here no matter what. Yeah. I don't like this thing. But now it's, like, taken away. It's like, actually, I kind of miss that. Like, yeah. why did I hate that in the first place? Right. Why did that bother me so much? Yeah. Yeah, you want things more when you can't have or when they're an option or when you can't have them. Yeah. But, I don't know. Discipline is, like, the biggest thing. I think I think discipline is, is one of the biggest things that I've learned from this or, like, learning from talking to people. Or learning from, I mean, discipline is one of, like, the most important things, I think, into, like, coming up with creative shit. Yeah. Is is having, is being disciplined about, like, even a routine mm-hmm. or <clears throat> processes of doing shit or sitting down and trying to get better at something. Like, it doesn't matter how good, how creative you are. Creative doesn't mean anything. Uh-uh. It, it, it literally is, like, it means nothing unless you have discipline with it at the same time. Creative is just, like... How many times can you show up it's and talent. still have the same attitude? It's talent with no direction. Uh, yeah, I mean, to a point, but, like, anybody can be creative. It's a muscle, like you said earlier. It's like you just got to show up and, like, do the work and prepare yourself. And when I like, say self, I mean, like, your head, like, your mind, your body, and, like, everything. Like, you can't think of shit unless you're, like, snapping and, like, peak performance. And you got to yeah. treat yourself like an athlete. Yeah. To be able to think clearly and to be able to come up with, like, really cool shit that people <clears throat> want to hear. It's like, you know, like, you work out a lot. You do, like, the supplements and, like, you care about that kind of shit. And, like, you care about, like, like brain optimization, health yeah. optimization. And it's no different than the way, like, people in the UFC treat themselves or the people, like, at any, like, elite level treat themselves. Right. Like, this is a job. Yeah. Like, I don't fucking drink during the week. Like, I treat my, like, I eat super clean. I stay super hydrated all the time and I, like I make sure that I get enough sleep because you know that's how you perform and then that's how you develop that your brain and like if you show up like whatever you want to work on whether it's like being creative whether it's talking to people whether it's fucking playing Fortnite like you got to be in the right state of mind to be able to to create and produce and like rise above everybody else yeah 
I'm super fucking drunk right now, dude. I've had like three of these whiskeys. Bro, you're nodding out over there. <laughs> I feel like you didn't hear a goddamn word I just said. I'm no. just getting fired up right here. <laughs> dude, your tolerance is so much higher than mine. And you're slamming a Bud Light. I gotta back it up. God damn, son. How do you feel now that you're not vegan? I feel good. What's the difference? Do you feel any different or no? Um, How long were you vegan for? Seven years. Seven years? Yeah. Like strict? Not super strict. I do like cheese every now and then. Did you sneak some shit in when Sam wasn't around? No meat. No, never. Never? Never. We were in it together. Not like a, you weren't like. I don't go behind her back go for sl- anything. Like you, that, no, I'm, I'm like, I know you I mean, walk into Seven Eleven and you see those Slim Jims staring at you, brother, and you want to snap into a Slim Jim. Ooh, I see those <laughs> those greasy glizzies on the fucking roller, and I just want to. Uh, no, I don't. I don't do that kind of shit. Cause like, again, it's like it's all about for me what it was. Like, I went vegan when I started like going to an office, and that was a way for me to like almost like put up a wall between me and like everybody else because like I also didn't like I was sober for most of the time that I was like at those places like when I was working because I didn't want to like make like any like true like I had friends and everything but I didn't want like those things that like tied me to those places because it was always just like a pit stop to get to like where I'm at right now because I just wanted to like what learn do you and everything things to tie you to those places well so it's like <clears throat> Everybody eats together. Everybody does, like, the same shit. Like, hey, we're going to go to a so restaurant. Wanted, Do you want to come with yeah. us? Like, oh, no, they don't have anything for me to eat there. Like, oh, no, I don't drink, so I can't go to happy hour. I'm just going to go home and hang out with Sam. So it was, like, my way of just, like, kind of, like, ah, eh, I'm good. But, uh, what was it? Oh, going. What were you saying? I forgot. About going vegan? Oh, yeah. vegan for seven years. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You were saying when you were up in Leo Burnett, you went vegan, and it was, like, a, it was also a way for you to, like, disconnect from the people that were there. Yeah, and it was also just a way to, like, clear my mind i was like going through a lot of stuff and i felt like you know like changing my relationship with food was a big way for me to also like get off of like the old habits that i had and like i just kind of wanted to like cut that like i don't know it's like a really like it's hard to explain because i've never really like thought about it until right now but i think the, the biggest thing that i enjoyed about like being vegan was just I felt like it was something that me and Sam shared together no matter where we were at because we didn't get to spend a lot of time with each other because we were always working. But, like, I always knew, like, wherever she was, like, we were, like, in this thing together. Yeah. And the thing that broke me was fried chicken because I had this thought when I was like, Oh, yeah. Do I really want to go the rest of my life without eating fried chicken? So that's no. what that's what broke me. And I don't feel any different. I feel, you feel just you as feel, good. You feel the same. Yeah, I didn't get sick when I transitioned out of it. Yeah, I didn't like a lot of people like to like to hyper and sensationalize like the difference of being vegan and not being vegan. I mean, I I don't know any of the science. I don't know any of the research. I don't know whatever. But like, I don't feel any different. I feel good. I'm also feels good. Grateful, too, that like a lot of like one of the things that always really bothered me about Mm -hmm. it was like, say you'd go somewhere and somebody would make something for you like, oh, we made this. And then you have to say. Oh, I'm vegan. I can't eat that. Thank you for your generosity, but please just put it in the trash. I'm not going to touch it. Yeah. And that was something that always really bothered me, like having yeah. to say no to people's generosity. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the thing that I'm most grateful for, like transitioning back into just eating whatever. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I get it. I feel like, <laughs> I, I mean, <clears throat> I hate eating like, Sweet Pea loves buying the fucking, like, Publix chicken breasts that are, like, this big. Oh, and yeah. And you know they were just injected with all the most fucked up <laughs> shit. What animal imagine. did this come from? Right, yeah. Some <laughs> fucking chicken on steroids. Like, <laughs> I hate, I always feel like shit eating that, but she loves buying it. But she doesn't, like, shit. It's a good deal. It's a great deal. They were a BOGO. It's a good deal. They were BOGO. <laughs> you gotta look past it. It's a good deal. Like, I don't know. I feel like eating, for me, eating... I, Chicken's okay. Like, I don't mind chicken. Chicken all tastes the same. It tastes like whatever. It depends on what sauce you put on it. Yeah, sauce. But, like, s- sauce dripping. Dripping sauce, sauce on it? On the chicken? But, like, like eating, s- like, a good steak to me is like eating a dessert. Yeah. It's, like, it's so fucking good. Like, it stands on its own. It doesn't need anything. Yes. When you, can you don't do even need right. anything. Like, I could just eat, like, like going to uh, Ruth Chris with Mark, just ordering the fucking big... T-bone or the uh, the ribeye with 
that garlic sauce butter all over it, Ooh. dude. Like, there's nothing better than just eating just a big fucking juicy piece of meat with nothing else. There's something really cool about just, like, eating with a knife, too, because that's something you don't really Ooh, do when you're yeah. vegan. Yeah. Because, like, like, a lot of beans, a lot of greens, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of veggies, so it's all just, like, bowls and grains, and all, you don't really need a knife for anything. Have you ever gotten, like, blood work done and, like, yeah. looked at it? Yeah. Did you do it a lot? Uh, well, I had a health screening at one place that I worked at when I was vegan, and it came back, like, fucking A1. I was, really? Like, the healthiest fucking person in there. Really? And then I got it done again, like, a couple weeks ago, like, after I've been eating meat for, like, a year, and it's, like, everything's still, like... Same? Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah, I got mine done a couple, like, a month or two ago, and I had super high cholesterol. Mm. And I'm, like, the healthiest... I'm, like, like the... You're on it. I'm super on it with what I eat. Like, yeah. I, I pay more attention to what I eat than probably anything else. Yeah. I'm very conscious, conscientious about what I eat and what I put in my body and everything. And, and I, I try not to eat shit. I try not to eat carbs. I try to only eat vegetables and meat. And I had really high cholesterol. So I'm like, what the fuck? So I emailed this guy that had the podcast, this guy, Dom, who's a... Um, oh, yeah, the, the nu- scientist. Nutritional scientist. The weightlifter. He's like, yeah, the guy who deadlifts. Yeah. He's... The, the only person I know who's dedicated his life to nutritional science and how it affects your body. And the cool thing about him, like, he's his t- test subject. Yes, and he tests everything himself. He literally tests all these products on himself and, and tests his blood every single day to the molecule, to the fucking whatever it is. And uh, I, was, I was texting him back and forth about it. I'm like, dude, I'm, like, freaking out. I'm like, I'm going to have a heart attack any day now. My cholesterol's through the roof or whatever. And I found out, he's like, cholesterol's a myth. He's like, high cholesterol is not bad. Hmm. It, it's like, it's been this thing, this propaganda that people have pushed on us like for years that high cholesterol automatically relates to heart disease, disease when it's not. Because there's a lot of, he's basically he was showing me that, he basically sent me all these studies of these crazy athletes that do like, that are like marathon runners mm-hmm. and triathlon people who are super, super keto and all they eat is meat and they don't eat any carbs or whatever. And these are like people that run 10 miles a day when they're not doing marathons or on their off days. It's a casual 10. And they have super high cholesterol. Hmm. I wonder um, why that is. But it's like some sort of like, I don't know, I guess it's like a genetic thing or whatever. But his whole thing was with all his studies, he's been he's come up with the hypothesis that cholesterol is not bad. It's a it's a myth that's been pushed like on that. us. Like you know what, it's not bad. It's not not anymore. I'm gonna go ahead and say not bad. But a lot of people a lot of people agree with him though. I mean, he's just like a, a scientist that people can agree with. Now yeah. it's like he comes out. It's like it's not bad. And it's like see, told you. Yeah. Now he's like that person. Yeah. But that was weird. Who fucking knows? Who fucking knows, man? Everyone's different. And that's the thing too. It's like you can't just do what you think is good because it worked for somebody else. You got to do like what's good for you at yeah. the end of the day. Like if, what like, makes you feel good? Yeah. What does fucking Bud Light? Bud Light? Bud Light, cold beer on a Friday cold night. Cold beer, some tealing and some liquid death. You know what makes me feel good? What makes you feel good, Luke? A pair of jeans that fit just right. Woo! A cold beer on a Friday night. And you know what? I'm going to turn that radio on. Luke stir let your hair down. I'm letting my hair down. Woo. Oh boy. <laughs> And a little timeout. We, we should make our own country song. We should. Me, you, and Amato should make a country song. Yeah, and we could get Jake to stand in for like the guy singing it. That opener up song was that music video they did for that was really whack. I didn't see the video. I was not impressed with it. No, Mm-mm. I saw beans were being poured on somebody in the Instagram clip. Really? Did they pour beans on somebody in the video? I don't know. Hey, pull the uh, opener up music video. YouTube opener up. Oh, they actually released the, the they full did. video? They it wasn't just it. the teaser? They released it yesterday. I'm glad we're doing this. This is cool. This was great. We should do this more. We should. This was actually fun. Yeah. Even if, be, even if we got Shane on here, it'd be really fun. Like, just us three talk. We'd talk about, like, funny shit, and we like, actually... I think it was good. I think it was... Yeah, I was a little, like... I was like, I... How, how can I carry a fucking podcast? I haven't <laughs> talked to anybody but my cat in the last fucking <laughs> two months. It's like... It's like a it's like an exercise. It's like a mental exercise. Yeah, for me at least, because I suck at I suck at communicating. But and you know what I'm grateful for? Like we actually got to like talk about shit. Like, yeah, 
Because we never like, actually shit, yeah. talk about it. Everything else is so, like, whatever, like, in passing. Right. It's like a, a text about this, about that. It's not really, like, a wholesome communication. Is this it? And you know what? It's yeah, like I it. said, like, can two bros have a conversation in 2021 without it being on a podcast? I think my answer is no. That's a hard no. Like, no. Nobody is having this conversation. No. Without microphones and a camera. Dude, that's insane. I think that's the title of this podcast. Can two bros have a conversation? We'll see if that clickbait works on the 50 people on Patreon. I don't know. That's that's a hard clickbait to think about. Look at that. Uh, sure. Let's watch it. Let's watch. Let's end the podcast by reviewing this music video. Jelly Roll, open her up. Volume up, Aiden. Hey, get the door. Get the door. Whip it. Oh, my God. Those pubes. Hey, what's up? <laughs> hey, Sam. How many times is he going to be jerking off in this video? Uh, is he drinking Basil Hayden? That ain't country. That is not country. Is that really Basil Hayden? Look like it. Danny, I don't think I could turn it up anymore. I think you have to turn up the TV. You have to use the, the TV remote. Take it. You want some whiskey? More yeah, we got some good whiskey, Sam. Open her up! Open her up! <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> I want some C-section scars. I mean, I'm into it. It's fun. I appreciate it. Yep. For a guy from New York doing country, I'll, oh, yeah. I'll take it. But he's been in Florida for like two months and he's already singing country songs. I think it's getting to him. Kissing section. Do you think this is gonna be the song Bro, of the summer? Florida's been Florida's been opened up like this since This ain't even July. You, you should see Krabby Bills. This ain't yeah. even shit. That's a light crowd. That's a they, first of all. These guys are in Miami, so they don't even really live in Florida. That ain't Florida. Miami's not Florida. That ain't Florida. <laughs> That's pretty good. What do you think? All right, we're done. We're done? We did it. All right, let's do it next week. We fucking nailed it. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> oh, ah. Listen to the new Cannibal Corpse album. What's up, world? You just watched a clip from one of our exclusive Patreon episodes. That's right. You can get weekly, pure, uncut content straight from the jungles of Colombia. If you want to watch the full episode, make sure you go to patreon.com slash concrete videos. Peace.